Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. All right, thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you so much for joining us on Wrong and Wronger. And this is kind of the holiday version, so everyone should be fat, drunk, happy, and filled with presents. And speaking of happy for no reason other than sheer gluttony, my co-host is with me and probably more sparkling in terms of audio than you've ever heard him before. James, the exploding unicorn break well. If he were a car, he would be a Ford Pinto. That's how bad this dude blows. James, how are you doing? I'm just I'm just in awe that you just walked into the same trap twice in a row. I really am. So so for the listeners, full disclosure what happened. This is the first wrong and wronger episode <laughs> in our entire history that we had to redo. Yeah. And we started it last time with a promise that the audio quality was the best it had ever been, and then we went to master it and it had a audio breaking glitch that made it unlistenable. It was horrendous. It was the worst and ever. And it had just been had it just been regular horrendous in a regular episode, I'd be like, eh, what? They don't expect very much. But we had specifically promised improvement in the first 10 seconds, well, and we had to do it over. So what did we do tonight? Did we set the expectations lower? No! We just went right for it again, the best ever. So so thank you, Steve. Thank you for that unrealistic high expectation. The fact that you and I are even involved means that the bar is set about as low as it can go in most of the listeners' minds. You would think so. You would think we'd already be at rock bottom, but somehow we just keep clawing our way back up and then falling back down. That's the drama of our show, just trying to trying to rise above rock bottom and never getting there. And speaking of the show, if you're first joining us, because we're doing some exciting things on YouTube now, but if you're first joining us, this is a show where James and I debate topics that people usually say they don't care one bit about, and yet all of them have a very strong opinion regarding. It's wrong and wronger and we'll take about 20 minutes of your time every week and settle the score settle each other's hash and this week we have something really exciting we have added a penalty phase so we have i I have i have been thrashing steve weekly just week in and week out destroying him with logic and brilliance and wit and cunning Uh. and there's no consequence he just keeps skating by living his life So now what we're going to do is when we post this podcast, there's going to be a poll on my Twitter account, at Exploding Unicorn without the E, for you to vote who won. You're not voting on who's the most handsome, because it'd be me. You're not voting for who's the most likable, because that'd be me. You're not voting for which side you agreed with beforehand. You're voting for who made the more (laughs) convincing argument. I can't stress that enough, because I want to give Steve at least a a puncher's chance here. And the loser has to do the penalty. And Steve, what's the penalty this week? Well, the penalty actually came from the brilliant mind. One of those deranged recesses in Breakwell's head. But it is. The loser will have to peel a lemon like an orange and then eat it like an apple. So we've got kind of a fruity punishment (laughs) this week. The whole thing is going to get recorded. And uh, James is apparently a bit of a whiz with the computer. He is going to patch that together and put it up on YouTube for everyone to watch him. Possibly squirting himself in the eye with some of that (laughs) lemon juice. First of all, I'm not a wizard. It takes literally three button clicks to post it on YouTube. Second of all, it's going to be you eating the lemon, and it's going to be glorious. So I I very much look forward to you being scarred by by citric acid or whatever it is in there. (laughs) I'm not a scientist. 
Well, I don't, last week I won the poll. We weren't doing a punishment, but we did a dry run on the poll, and Olivas yeah, won. Yeah, but we, it wasn't phrased right. I didn't ask who won, James or Steve. I asked, <laughs> which would you prefer, 140 characters or 280? And everybody right. voted for 140 because, you know, Twitter hates change. And there were, But the thing is, there were 8,000 votes on that. Yeah. And I'm not going to go into hard numbers about how many people people listen to this podcast, but it's not 8,000, okay? It's it not. leans toward 8 versus 8,000. Yeah, yeah. Eight is closer to the real number. So <laughs> at least a substantial majority of those had not listened to my rock-solid arguments. Well, this week, uh, we're going to argue a topic that you have a distinct advantage. This might be the only topic. Like, uh, I have the advantage if we argue about anything other than this. But this is definitely your bailiwick. <laughs> what, what are we arguing what, about what this What is it like in your world? I don't, I don't know what reality you're in. But okay, just continue with your spiel. <laughs> I, introduce the topic, and then we'll get okay, to the okay. ceremonial so exchange of compliments. Okay, so we are going to debate today which is better, Star Wars or Star Trek. And I want to, before I lose all my followers, I want to say I am a huge fan of both series. Me we too. are a nerd family in a divided household, and my kids, I am raising them, uh, Star Wars and Star Trek. That is my pig behind us. I promised you better audio, and that includes <laughs> the pig randomly walking into the room. She just came out from eating her food in the snow. Oh, God. Nice to see you, Gilly. Goodbye. Okay, so... Does this happen on Joe Rogan's show? Does it happen on Adam I, Carolla's show? You know what? This might be what's holding us back, these kind of incidents. They don't they don't have a pig randomly walking through the studio. So that's... that. that, that okay, so but yeah, Star Wars versus Star Trek. Right. So again, we're both big fans of both, so don't don't take it personally, but whichever one I get on the coin flip, I'm going to destroy Steve with, and that's that's just how it is. She's gonna, I'm going to blow him up like the Death Star. All right, and then for all of the deliriously good-looking voters out there, I want to say that... <laughs> I am a huge fan of both, unless you're not, and then I'm not a fan of either. And so I just want <laughs> you hate them all. <laughs> lay that out. This, uh, this is a whole new component to the show, the vote pandering. This, this could go dark fast. <laughs> all right. We, uh, we do have to, again, if you're just joining the show, James and I always exchange compliments ahead of time because we're like sumo wrestlers. We bow out of respect. Ours is feigned, of course. Also, but prior we're both to the in combat. terrible shape. <laughs> what? We're also both in terrible shape. <laughs> one of us more than the other. I'm not going to point fingers. And one of there us, there may be a physical resemblance, just like the sumo wrestler. Oh, you know, you, in, in our failed audio episode, you also didn't mention that. That was you were off your game that night. It's a shame we couldn't have run that one. I think I think the audio problem was deliberate sabotage that you just lost <laughs> so badly you had to throw a wrench in it. I don't know where that static's coming from. Got to do it again. <laughs> well, I mean, you heard it as well as I did. All right. So the the exchange of compliments. I will go first because I know you need a minute to come up with a compliment. I happen to prepare for the show, and I will say this is the show that's going to land between Christmas and New Year. Years, and so people are trying to figure out what their New Year's resolution is. And I got the inside track. Uh, as you know, I'm in direct communication with your wife about a lot of your foils and pitfalls each week. But I did hear that your New Year's resolution coming up, and this one actually brought a tear to my eye, like uh, that Indian standing next to the road among all the garbage in the commercial from 1974. But your New Year's <laughs> resolution will be that you want to be kinder and gentler to your co-host. And I thought, that is fabulous. I'm, I'm hoping you were talking about this show. 
I, I, I absolutely meant every word of it, but um, because we're recording this before the new year, I have to be meaner than ever to make up for it. I have to get all the meanness out of my system tonight, so this one's going to be brutal. But yes, next year I'm going to be nice for as long as I possibly can, which Wait. will probably be less than one episode. It might be zero episodes. We'll see. We'll see how far my willpower I, takes me. I don't think that's the way I interpreted that, but all right. All right, and uh, look down at your scratch pad there, and I know you've probably listed several. Just pick the best one that you came up well, you with know, ahead I'm going to give you the same compliment I gave you. I gave you last week, actually, la- you know, when we recorded this last night, I guess. Except that it's no longer true because I just heard your phone buzz. So here's the thing: <laughs> Steve is so old, he does not know how to silence his phone. His phone has been live for 100% of our recordings for the past six months, uh, uh, yeah. and in that entire time, in that entire time. Not one person has called or sent him a text or sent him an email. He is the most forgotten person in the universe, except for right now when he was doing a spiel earlier and I heard the buzz. And unless he accidentally dropped something, I think somebody probably sent him a text. It you was, have one pity text in six months. No, so be proud. It, it, well, it was spam from Papa John's. But when it comes to people who send me texts and emails, they're probably my bestest friend, Papa John's. <laughs> so I always look forward to those because I'm one of their favorite customers. I am on the preferred list, at least according to the emails, and so I get BOGO offers, and I get offers like a large pizza for $7.99 with two what toppings. Don't pander for them. They're not paying us yet. <laughs> oh, well, sorry about that. That's uh, Papa Jim's. Papa Jim's. Yeah, Papa Jim's. I love them. Also, I just realized I, I just um, I, I'm supposed to give you a, an insult phrase as a compliment, and I just gave you an insult phrase as an insult. <laughs> so I guess that it's a good thing my New Year's resolution doesn't start till January 1st, because that was, that was pretty fun. Far as poor, pretty poor as far as compliments go. You know, we are nine minutes deep into this thing. We haven't even flipped the Guam quarter of fate. All right. So we, yeah, it, we're just we decided we're going to reflip it. Like we might fight different sides than we fought in the failed yeah. episode. We'll see. Let's just do it. So heads, I'm Star Wars. Tails, I'm Star Trek. All right. Here we go. Guam quarter of fate is in the air. All right. It is heads. It seriously is heads. We Whoa. have swapped sides. Last All night, right. you so, did Star Trek. Tonight, you're doing Star Wars. All right. It's a shame people couldn't hear my Star Trek argument because it was brilliant. But now I get to argue Star Wars. And that's and that's the better side to argue because it's just a visceral, emotional experience. You hear that John Williams music going. You hear the lightsabers going back and forth. And you can't help but feel alive. That's, that's what it means to exist in this world right there. There is no higher point of human achievement than watching two people duel with lightsabers on a big screen. Screen. And Star Trek has just never had that. Star Trek is like a phony science experiment, and I like it, and I enjoy it, but I mean, ultimately, they make up a fake science problem, and they make up a fake science, you know, solution, and they walk around in pajamas while they solve it, and there's no lightsabers, and there's just no coming back from that. But the thing that Star Trek has that Star Wars doesn't is it has it has freshness to it. How many times has Star Trek reinvented itself? Star Wars uses the same old codgers playing the same old tired characters that Indiana Jones finally died in the last one. And I, spoilers. Thank, what? <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. No. No, not the last one, last one. The last one I saw, which was several years I, ago. I know. But uh, the it was, it was, <laughs> we're going to have one angry fan. Like, what do you mean he died? <laughs> well, we don't Just have one wait. fan that could I- be angry. I've been meaning I've been meaning to get around to watching that movie for the last two years, and you just ruined it. <laughs> I know. Well, at the end of the crying game, it's actually a it's, it's a dude. All right. So 
the uh, it reinvents itself. So Captain Kirk is still consistent, but now we got Chris Pine playing him instead of uh, the guy that played Kirk before, the other one, that uh, William Shatner. See, I'm such a huge fan, I get overwhelmed sometimes, James. Do you understand that I have all of this information trying to jam <laughs> itself through the funnel of my mouth? So Chris Pine comes in, and he reinvigorates the character. How incredible are the last three Star Trek movies? I love them, and i got to be honest, and I'm, I'm going to probably ask at least one of our listeners to cover their ears. I didn't really care for the original series, but I seriously love the last movies. I watched the first of these last few like three times straight, in my hotel room when I was on the road. It's just fantastic. And you have the TV show. There are 7,952 episodes of Star Trek, if you don't care which one of the series you watch. And I could use any one of your arguments from last night, but frankly, I think you're speaking <laughs> gibberish, just making up words along the way. So I'm going to stick to common sense. Even the casual viewer will have a good time with one of the series, because the characters, they'll grab you. And uh, I've <laughs> watched none of them, but I've, I'm sure they're all great. So that's the thing. You haven't actually watched them. You don't know what's in them. So what you're talking about is the most recent Star Trek. Yeah. The recent Star Trek movies, which have succeeded because they've come become more Star Wars-like. They're what? more focused on the action and the emotion, and they're less focused on the fake pseudoscience. That's how they make it. Because what, what real Star Trek is, is it's some, some dilemma about how should we intervene or shouldn't we intervene? The, the Prime Directive, like, here's the thing with the Prime Directive. Every week they say, we can't intervene and change things. And all they do is intervene. <laughs> and change things. They go back in time like every other day. Also, the holodeck, things go wrong with that 100% of the time. Like, if that were a real product in the real world, that would have been recalled long ago. It's like, (laughs) wait a minute, wait a minute. The people came alive and the safeties are off and now we can die for real and virtual reality? That's only happened every other episode. What's going on here? How many Death Stars have there been? But you gotta really turn off your brain. I, the, first of all, and by the way, when it comes to being more Star Wars-like, my answer is nay. The first Star Wars, I would have killed myself it was so slow, except I was sound asleep. I didn't even have the energy until the end when finally which, I woke which up. Which do you even mean by the first Star Wars? Are you talking about the prequels? Are you talking about A New Hope? What do you even mean by that? Uh, stop making up titles. No, the first <laughs> one, Your knowledge in this is so limited. If I, if I push you on any one point, you just crumble. <laughs> so I've got to be gentle or it looks like I'm just beating up on you. I can't believe... God, God, I gotta talk to your wife. Why? Why, why did she ever date you, James? I can't. She loves these things just as much as we do. Every night at dinner, we watch Star Trek and we enjoy it, but it's not as good as Star Wars. I bring up references to literature. I bring up sports. I bring up pop culture. You know none of it, but now you all of a up, sudden you light up like Macy's on come Christmas after with this 1980. stuff. 1980 is your cutoff point. All your references are before <laughs> that. I was born in 85. Was probably not aware of the world till about 91 or 92. So yes, your references are lost on me. But you know what? Some good stuff has happened in the last few decades, including all the new Star Wars movies and the old Star Wars movies, too, which were remastered and re-released. It's all good. And even the prequels, which people say are weaker than the main, you know, the main ones. And I, I could see that even they have their moments. They have some incredible moments with uh, oh with God. like the duel of the fates and Darth Maul and Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn fighting. You know, that that is that is high cinema right there. And even the bad parts, even the bad parts are so bad. They're good. You know, uh, yeah, yeah I Anakin, Anakin and Obi-Wan, and I have the high ground. My friends and I quote that moment all the time. It's one of the worst moments in all of movie history. 
and it's part of our regular lexicon. Like it has changed our lives. That's how that's how good Star Wars is. Even when it's bad, it's good. You know, two things on that argument. One, you don't have any friends, so stop making that up. Okay, and two, you, you got me there. <laughs> high cinema because you have to be high to enjoy that cinema. <laughs> but episode one, two, and three were a flaming bag of poop when it comes to cinema. You you know it. You can't possibly lie to our listener like listeners <laughs> like that. And I had their moments. I noticed that you haven't touched the first one because the first one was abysmal. The first Star Wars that came out in the late 70s. I don't know what you call that one. A new hope? A new hope? Oh my gosh, that's sacrilegious. Like, in terms of Star Wars fans, when you're like getting into it, egging them on, like, like the first A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back are sacrosanct. Like, you're not allowed to criticize anything until Return of the Jedi. And then people are like, okay, you can make fun of the Ewoks, but they're really touchy. They don't like change. You're you're picking on the wrong movies. I mean, A New Hope is as as close to the perfect movie as you can get. You know, this is like you you pretending to like craft beer more than Miller Lite. Like, all of you, your generation pretends to like stupid things. That's the problem. what do people say about the Star Trek movies? Nobody ever says all the Star Trek movies are good. They say every other movie is good. Well, Star Trek 1 was terrible, but Star Trek 2 is good. Then 3 was abysmal, and 4 was good. There isn't every other rhythm to Star Trek for like 7 or 8 of them till you get to the new ones, which people like again. I mean, there was one, the one where Spock's... I, you want to talk about Unwatchable? There's one where Spock suddenly has a half-brother, and they're like halfway through the movie, and they're like, you said you recognize him. Why'd you recognize him? Oh, he's my half-brother. Like, wh- why would Spock, the most logical person in the universe, not mention this and bring this up before? I he, just It made no sense. He had his reasons. He had uh, his yeah, reasons. Yeah, what were they? Well, where did Jar Jar Binks come from? Because George Lucas went to some party at Studio 54, got stoned out of his mind, and thought, hey, this will be okay. a good idea. So the problem with Jar Jar is the point is that the George Lucas got richer than God. He got so rich and powerful <laughs> that nobody could tell him no. Like, his first movies were so great, and he made so much money, then he released them, and they made even more money. And he's like, I can I can write and direct and produce and do all of this. And if you're the guy, if you're writing and producing and directing this, how can an underling come up to you and say, uh, well, Jar Jar's the worst idea you've ever had, and you should be ashamed of yourself. Like, that's just going to get you fired. There was there was no way to tell him no. So were those gonna, movies going to be as good? No. There was going to be some bad stuff that gets through. But for every Jar Jar that you get through, you get some awesome space battle. I mean, even even the, the Return of the Sith, I mean, or Revenge of the Sith, it was... That was a good... I mean, it had some good parts. I'm not going to say it was a good movie. You've got General Grievous in there fighting with four lightsabers, and I know you have no idea who that is. Wasn't that a cartoon? It also was a cartoon at one point. Um, there, there's a cartoon that's now non-canon. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of the great, the best Star Wars stuff has been made non-canon to simplify things because it it got a little bit out of hand. But here's the thing with Star Trek. Ugh. All the expanded universe, all the books and video games and all the extra stuff has always been non-canon. Like, you pay money for a Star Trek book, and it's like, okay, that was fun, but basically it's glorified fan fiction because none of it counts towards the actual Star Trek universe. And that's that's a tough pill to swallow. I uh, that's a pill that I would gladly bite down on if it had cyanide. I don't even know what you're what? talking about now. You're making up words again, non-canon. Are we talking oh, in the religious I've gotta, sense? I've got to use smaller words with you. You got into a you got into a nerd debate and you just came unarmed. And the worst part is you had this debate with me last night on the other side. I laid out the arguments and you're not even capable of using them back against me. You did zero research in the last 24 hours. I, I slept and here we are. It, I swear to God. And you 
You were on your way to Lemonville. I mean, that's all there is to it. Uh, all right. Well, it's it, a lot of those battles happened in Middle Earth. I think that's the world that we're going to live in next. We, we got to get out of here. We're almost 19 minutes in, and the fans right now, their eyes are spinning like slot machines, just wondering what it is you do with your time outside of this stuff that you know it so well. Well, they can hear about more of what I do. They can follow this podcast, for starters, uh, on basically every medium out there. Uh, we're on SoundCloud if you search for Wrong and Wronger. We're on YouTube if you search for wrong and wronger we are on itunes if you search for wrong and wronger and there's something else there's something for android yep. that we're on what is that Steve? it is podcast addict if you have the android phones podcast addict is the platform for podcasting for you search for wrong and wronger on that one and again i'm going to post this poll on uh, on twitter at exploding unicorn without the e vote there don't vote on which side you believe in naturally vote on who you think won this debate specifically and then later in the week we're going to post a video of steve eating a lemon like an apple and it's going to be hilarious <laughs> most people are saying i agree with olivas because he lives in the world of reality just like me <laughs> this is not a debate for the real world you you picked the wrong <laughs> battlefield to fight me on all right, we got to go, man. So I will pull us out and say subscribe to any channel that you listen to. The YouTube is the one that we're hitting hard because we're going to start posting videos, not only of the punishment, but we're going to get some studio video while we're doing these debates. Yeah, not, not right away, though. We don't want to scare you away right away with our hideous faces, but it's coming at some point. Yeah, steps are being taken to get us there. We can't even figure out how to record this thing without having to redo it. So, yeah, that is a bridge <laughs> too far. There, there will be no third recording. If this one doesn't work, it's going live. This is it. All right. So tell us what you think. I'm going to repost James's poll on my Twitter. Look for James on Twitter at Exploding Unicorn without the E and on Facebook at Exploding Unicorn with the E. And until next week, we're going to come back next week in the new year and we're going to have a great, fresh new topic. What are we going to talk about, James? No idea. <laughs> Some things never change. All right. Until then, this is Steve Olivas for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, you can be wrong or wronger, but don't be the wrongest. <laughs> yeah.